Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm K-Drama Jen. I'm Carrie the Mockney. And I'm K-Muse. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have monthly episodes we release exclusively for our Patreon supporters. And we also have a brand new perk for our kimchi VIPs. We now have a Discord server that you have access to when you become a Patreon. And there you can find us chatting about all the latest dramas and news, books, like pretty much anything imaginable. We chat about it there. So Mm -hmm. if you want to talk daily with all the fangirls, come join us over on Patreon. The link will be in our show notes. And I have to admit, I'm on there every day. Like some of my favorite conversations are happening on our Discord server. It's a delight. It's a lot of fun. Day or night, because people from all over the world are on there. So you can wake up in the middle of the night and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or stay up really late or, you know. <laughs> right, right. There's that too. So <laughs> that girl party never ends. All right. So today we're talking about My Faded Boy, which is a Chinese Nuno romance. And yes, we know that it's not necessarily a Nuno romance as in that's the Korean term, but it sounds better than the female age difference trope. So Nuna it is. Anyway, so the Chinese Nuno romance that's grabbed our eyes and hearts for the last few weeks. My Fated Boy stars Sierra Lee as Lin Yang and He Yu as Zheng An, and they are childhood companions who fall in love. But it's a little more complicated than that. Okay, so first of all, let's talk about why we started watching this drama. So for me, um, it's pretty obvious because anybody who listened to our throwback podcast on I Hear Your Voice heard Amber say that this is now, uh, I'm sorry, that I Hear Your Voice is now her number two Renuna romance. And I was like, well, what's your number one? And then she started talking about this. And I can't remember if it was on the air or not. But anyway, I was like, well, I'm going to have to watch that. So I had to watch that. So I had to binge that. So that's where I am, binging. How about you, K-Muse? Oh, I'm just staring at the outline. It's been a long day, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming off of my work shift, and so I'm just like, la di da di da. I need more caffeine. <laughs> um, I actually started this. It had been just a rough week, you know. Uh, a lot of the COVID restrictions have been placed again here in Portland, and you know, it just it hits you in the emotions sometimes. And so I was like, I need something to keep my mind off of things, and. It caught my eye because I'm a huge fan of the Nuna romance, which is the older female with a younger man. And so I was like, hey, this sounds really cute. I'll give it a try. It's been a couple of years since I've really, really enjoyed a modern Chinese drama, but you never know. And it became like I couldn't stop watching. I binged the whole thing in two days. So I was really intently watching this show. And so sleep deprived. I yeah, I so little sleep, <laughs> <laughs> which probably didn't help my mental state in the end. But still, <laughs> you know. Uh, well, yeah, mental states—they're important. And I started it because we did. I think there was a little bit of conversation on Discord, and then Drama Geek had started it, and she's like, "Carrie, this is for you. You have to watch this." I'm like, "All right." No, all right. I think it was me who watched it. Because was it you? Jenny didn't watch it. Yeah. I think Jenny's watched half an episode, possibly. I could have sworn she did. Maybe she did. Maybe she 
sent you over there, but it, I know she hasn't gone past one or two episodes. So okay, well, okay, sleep deprivation. I'm gonna blame that on all my memory loss. For all my <laughs> memory loss been. on that. I can't I mean, even she work. She might have sent you over there and just didn't follow watching it herself. To- I could totally see her starting it and being like, "Oh, this is this is a Carrie show or a mm-hmm. Layla show." Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she does, she does that delight in doing that. <laughs> so, but and so I started it, and I wasn't sure at first. But the opening sequence with the the two couples who are best friends, and they're like, "We love each other so much, and wouldn't it be great if our kids were just bonded for life?" And going through the options, if we have two girls, they'll be sisters, and if we have two boys, they'll be blood brothers, and then if we have a boy and a girl, they'll get married. <laughs> and then going through the sequence of you know the one couple having the girl for, first, and then the couple celebrating the other couple celebrating her birthday with her parents and being sadder and sadder this more candles got put on the birthday cake just because she was getting too old to marry their boy if they had a boy <laughs> so it just it was cute and it was hilarious and i was just like okay i have to see where this goes i love all of those um flashback like in the very beginning of each episode they Mm -hmm. show like their little relationship when they were younger and how they each differently remember it um i love it makes me so happy to watch that part yeah well one of the reasons i watched this as i said is back when i started watching k-dramas korean dramas there was a lot of the Nuna romance trope happening. It's not mm-hmm. as common now, sadly. It makes me kind of sad that it just doesn't happen as much now. But back in the day, that was like one of the lead tropes. And so I was thinking, does this kind of have any Korean drama equivalent at all? Or is it just in my mind? I was thinking this kind of reminds me of I Need Romance 3. Where Sweet Potato Sweet comes back. Potato. Yes. And he comes back all a hot hubba hubba man who's kind <laughs> of in the music industry. And he intently goes after the the girl that he liked when he was a very young kid. <laughs> and so it kind of has that same vibe to me, vibe to it for me. And for me, not necessarily, well, yeah, the Nuna romance, but... um. Like you said last week when y'all were talking about I Hear Your Voice, because that's they they weren't necessarily children together, but they were much younger. I mean, Lee Jong-suk's character was about eight when they mm-hmm. met. And so I and there was another one and it just bounced. Oh, what's wrong with Secretary Kim? Do you remember the flashbacks at the end of that drama where they realized that they had been kidnapped together when they were like six? Oh, gosh, I tried to like block that part out because i remember I being totally like no way really? yeah <laughs> yeah it totally felt shoehorned in but it reminded me of that because there is one point where park Min young's younger version of herself just points at park sao jun's younger version is just like i'm gonna marry you <laughs> yeah <laughs> we just we don't have exactly that same vibe but we do because um jeng on is just his whole world is lin young from a very young age and it's it's appropriate it's not like he was romantic when he was little it's very appropriate and I just and some of my favorite parts I can't say yet because they would be spoilers but I like how that part was handled um so for me they I mean obviously I hear your voice is what started it for me as far as um wanting to go back and and watch this 
it feel I don't know there there are vibes here that remind me of Reply 1997 and I don't know if it's because the lead actor kind of gives me so and good vibes a little bit and just the way that how she always in Reply 1997 she always saw him as you know a brother not as any kind of you know a love interest and he started to develop the interest before she did so I guess in that sense and then a little bit because um his older cousin in this one reminds me a little bit of um how the girl in uh, reply 1997 fell for the older brother so just some vibes like that like how the older brother um I don't know, like how they had conversations about that and um, how the younger one um, really saw what was happening with them and um, sort of stepped back. And um, not that this one is stepping back at all, but just, I don't know, similar in that sense. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, he's pretty much freight training this relationship. There's no way he's stepping back. He is not stepping back. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I even think at some point, I'm, I'm not sure if you're there. You probably have already gone past it where he goes to the to the cousin and intense uh, says his intentions out loud. Like, yes. well, I hope you don't have feelings, because if you do, you're too late, you know, yeah. kind of. Yeah. You had your chance. Now back off. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, have I just to say, love. It's just like, it's, oh, heavens. <laughs> it's what I wish So and Gook had done actually way back, you know, like yes. so it's, in yeah. a way there's a little bit of that, like. This guy has, like, the courage and the, like, boy, he's been hanging on to her for so long and had this idea for so long that nothing's going to stop him. I mean, he came back for this purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. His single-minded focus is actually, it works. It could come off as creepy because obviously single-minded focus could be a stalker (laughs) or it could be someone who's just really intense and the line is very thin. (laughs) But on him, it worked. For sure. Yeah. All right. So, so our leading lady is a career woman who's a bit depressed, and we start out the drama with her being injured and alone. So, how does she change as the drama goes forward, and do we like her? And I saw that she's been, you know, she's been without Jung On in her life for years now, and so Lin Yang has just learned to be independent and to do whatever it takes to keep her job and keep people around her happy, not in a people pleaser way. But more of just, uh, I want to keep the balance in my life and this is how I'm going to do it. And I don't care what my personal life is like. Like the whole reason she gets injured is because she's got bottles, empty (laughs) bottles all over her apartment. And she steps on one and slips and (laughs) sprains her back, which takes true talent all by itself. And so, you know, she's struggling to take care of herself. And she changes as the drama goes forward by learning to accept other people's help especially Zhang An, and confiding in people. She's got her two best friends whose names I can't remember right now. And they kind of talk, but one of the key points of their friendship is they only know surface-level details about each other. They don't know the in-depth details of each other's lives until they accidentally stumble on them. And it actually deepens their friendship, much like it deepens her relationship with Zhang An when they learn to be vulnerable with each other. And I liked that because... It helped me like Lin Yang because she wasn't holding back on like on purpose to be manipulative or anything. It was just that she wanted people to have a certain image of her. But given the opportunity to be vulnerable, she allowed it. 
And so there was never the stupid miscommunication that leads to the conflict. It was all very, it was very much about growth. And so I ended up liking her a lot. I did too. I really, in the beginning, you know, we we have this whole image of her, like basically that she can um, hold her alcohol or not, but that she's a big drinker and, and that they send her out to like close deals and things because she can drink people under the table. And um, you just have this like, She's super goal focused in a way, but also like she just kind of has an empty life. And you can tell that because she does her job and then she comes home and um, and it really, to me, becomes more obvious when jung is in her life so that you get the sense that like he understands her because he's known her so long. He knows what her defense mechanisms are and he mm-hmm. explains her to people like, um, you know, she always thought of herself as taking care of him. And yet, you know, you kind of see like, no, 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 actually he's the one who is is like, he kind of acts like he's more mature than she is in some cases. <laughs> and so, um, but I, I do like her. I love her character, actually, because I like how um, the conflict that is happening and just how she's starting to to change as she sort of lets herself accept other people into her life. I, I do like her. Well, and one aspect that I really enjoyed in the first couple episodes that usually you get, oh, well, a single woman was injured all by herself, and now it's, like, super embarrassing. And it is funny how all of these rumors spread through (laughs) her company like wildfire, and she just kind of, like, kind of shrugs her off because she's very comfortable and confident in her place in the company to the point where she intimidates everyone around her, like, even the (laughs) wife of her boss. I there's one scene later on where they have a heart to heart and it's really interesting how, you know, people view her as just this competent person who almost can't be touched by emotions and the outer world and all that kind of stuff. And it's, I love the different aspects that she has because she's very straightforward in everything she does. And even later on when she's in a relationship, she never is like, oh, who, how, who is me? How is this going to work? You know, she communicates in every aspect of her life when she needs to communicate. And I love that about her because, mm-hmm. you know, so often a lot of dramas, it's the whole, well, I'm in love, so age doesn't matter. And it's fine. You can be in love, but age still does matter. And you have to get through the conflicts that that brings into a relationship and, you know, because it just is, you know. And so it, it's interesting how she was very big on communicating. And I loved that about her. Mm-hmm. I remember texting someone at some point and being like, they actually talk. This is my new favorite drama because they actually talk. Yeah, there's <laughs> none of those usual noble idiocy situations. There's none of those. Well, we didn't discuss about what this meant. And so now we're going to have a fit about it for four episodes there's none of that and i love that so jungan is a american educated idol who is back in china and ready to debut so is he american educated i wasn't sure if he was in america or just abroad he went off to america (laughs) 
or okay, I did not I, catch that. They, he just went somewhere. So yeah, like I wasn't sure yeah, where he no, went. I'm pretty sure the first episode he says he's coming back from America from school, and okay. that he's back and educated, and now he can be a star. And I'm okay. just like, I don't think it works that way, but whatever. Whatever. I was thinking, drama. I was thinking France because when he met the president um, from that one company, she was like, "Well, I was in France for half a year," and he's like, "Uh huh, okay." So I just wondered. But anyway, he's back from abroad, yes. so if he's from, from America, that's fine. And America, how France, does wherever he's wherever he's educated, he went yeah. away. And now he's back and he's ready to make his mark. Um, and so he's going to try to mix his wannabe romance with his career goals. So how is this different from what we've seen in the past with that age gap trope? I'm not sure that it's terribly different from some things like, I mean, you brought up the sweet potato thing. Usually, I would say when when there's a you know, somebody's gone away and they've come back and they're going to like claim their childhood sweetheart kind of thing. So maybe not necessarily Nuna, but just a, an irregular romance kind of thing. Um, they do come back successful. And in his case, I mean, he has a lot, I, I couldn't quite figure that out because he has a lot of potential, but we, until that one um, video goes viral, you don't really get the sense that you know, like he's not an established artist. He just came back to this, you know, little city and signed with a company. And anyway, so for me, that was a little different is that we we had an almost immediate sense of success with him, which I thought was really interesting. Like, oh, OK. So so suspension of disbelief a little bit for that for me. I felt, I, I have to agree the whole well, now I am back and I'm going to be an idol and we're going to debut and I'm going to be brilliant and make lots of money. That was kind of all just like, well, that worked out for you really well, you know, yeah. <laughs> and sell lipstick. And I mean, <laughs> exactly. Later on, we find that he does come from a financially successful family. And so I guess he has the he he kind of has the vibe of. Well, if this doesn't work out, oh, well, I'll figure out something else, you know. So he does finally has something to fall back on. So he's not a starving artist, which definitely makes more sense when you look at how he treats his career in the right. first half of the drama. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I always got the sense that he pretty much just went into music because then he'd have a career and he could be seen as an adult. His whole aspect was to be seen as an adult and to get married to the girl he loved. Like, to the point where he would get rid of the job in order to marry the girl if it came down to one or the other. And so I thought that was really interesting because usually there's a lot more conflict on, oh, well, if I date someone, I'm not going to be successful. People, the netizens aren't going to like me because I'm not this free hot kid that could be your imaginary boyfriend, you know? So it was interesting how he went into it. He's like, no, nothing is important except for this girl and we'll make money while I woo this girl. And that was kind of his mindset. So that was definitely very different than kind of what yeah. we've seen in a lot of 
men in the past. And he was focused on his music, too, though, because like in, in the beginning, he didn't want um, anything to distract him from writing his music. So there was like this kind of. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely there for the girl. I mean, no doubt about oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but well, I first and, music second. <laughs> right. And there's that there's a flashback where you learn that, like, he's he's been listening intently to what she loved, what she liked, like the kinds of guys that she likes. <laughs> I mean, like on the elementary school playground. But like, you know, and she's he's like, ah, oh, and he like he's good at singing. OK, so um, so it's almost like she, he pursued music because of her, too. Later on, there is a flashback that goes into more detail than uh, on that. And then, yes, you you're like, oh, <laughs> that's yep. his whole goal in life is <laughs> to be the kind of girl that she liked when she was 10. <laughs> yep. The guy. But, yeah, it was yeah. it's kind of cute. It's adorable. Well, and it just it goes to show it contributes to his characters. His whole world is her. And has been since he was just old enough to understand it. In diapers. <laughs> yeah. And again, like I, when, well, when he was little, they didn't play it romantic, which I appreciated. They oh, were yeah. just, yeah. they were just, he was, he's got laser focus and always has. And his laser focus is her. And so he will do anything to make her happy and to make her comfortable and just step up and be by her side. That's what he wants. And so to me, the laser focus on that is probably what sets it apart because none of his other goals matter more than her, like you guys have said. So, yeah, he, but he, again, he comes from that very comfortable place where, you know, he can go work for mom and dad if this doesn't work out. Yeah. All right. So second leads, how are they traditional and how are they different than second romantic leads we have seen in other Numna romances? So we have the cousin of our leading man who's a hot lawyer and they don't go into extreme detail, but he and our leading lady had like kind of a understanding going on that at some point they might have a relationship because uh, it's kind of, well, I like you, I like you, but my career, I'm not in a place I can date kind of thing going on on his part. Mm-hmm. And so he lost his his chance. And then on the secondary leading lady, we have this cute little girl who is a fangirl. And she follows Zhang An uh, to his school. And then from his school, he's she's followed him back to China. And she's determined that she's going to marry him and be his girlfriend and ultimate fangirl. So she's kind of a stalker. <laughs> yeah. But, you and know, a cute little stalker. She's yes. adorable. She, I, think, I mean, she's beautiful. I think this is a show where they start off very traditionally, but as the show progresses, they get a lot of character development. We get closure on both of their one-sided, ended up being one-sided relationships. So we get awesome closure. And then I actually end up liking both of them. And I was not expecting to like the secondary lead girl. Because she's kind of annoying and a stalker and an ultra fan. And I was really surprised at how awesome a character she she became. She had an amazing story arc for someone who was just shoehorned into a generic secondary lead character at the beginning. So, Yeah, I think that's one of those things that sets this drama apart is because the secondary roles are not just filler. They're not cardboard, you know 
just move them here and have them say this. But she actually, she grows, she changes, she learns from the people around her. She gets guidance from her older sister on how to handle this. And she listens when her older sister is like, hey, you need to stop that. And just, it's been, it's been interesting. It was very interesting to watch her arc and I really liked it. The older cousin I felt was more of a traditional arc just because he didn't, he didn't grow and change as much. We saw the break in his relationship with Lin Yang and where he missed his opportunity. And so it felt like he was trying to recapture that moment because he finally realized what he'd missed. But what I really liked was the relationship that the cousin developed with the crazy little fan girl. It was awesome. And I'm so glad they didn't do it romantic. They were Mm -hmm. just compatible friends. It was awesome. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're Remember uh, you'll get there. Episode 15. Um <laughs> you'll get there and you'll appreciate it. I mean, I've seen the meat and I was kind of hoping that it would be romantic actually because I kind of oh. think they're cute. But <laughs> Oh well. I'm glad they don't though just because two age gap relationship that's a lot of age gap. True. You know. And she's young. I mean, she's like she's very immature, young. young. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. She's young for her. I age. think it'd be a rough marriage for those two, for her to mature to a point where they'd be comfortable. Yeah. So. And as far as um, I guess the, thinking about the second leads, yeah, I've, as you know, I'm not all the way through it like you guys are. So, um, but I already can see that. This is not the typical, like, um, vindictive, like, they're going to get in the way of the two of them. I, I just, you can feel that the cousin genuinely cares about Jung An. Um, and even though he did try to make a move for his girl. But there was, like, you know, it was one of those things, like, he had, he had been waiting for the right moment and the moment just passed. And so, um, so I guess he learned his lesson, but Mm -hmm. I like them. Yeah. I think I like them a lot. So we have a whole bevy of friends surrounding our OTP besides the second leads. And just like the second leads, they are not just friendly filter filler. I can talk (laughs) anyway. (laughs) Well, do any of them stand out beyond being friendly filler? Uh, we've got, Lin Yang's two best friends, the single mom and the double income, no kids friend. And then we have Zheng An's boss, <laughs> the <laughs> owner of Cloud Music, who is just a character unto himself. He was hilarious. Because I have to admit, when I first saw the boss, I was just like, is he a gangster? Yeah. He, the way he dresses in the suit with the flashy undershirt and his long hair that's kind of greased back. And then you tell somebody later, he's like, well, I'm in the music business. So I had to look like I was in the music business. And I'm saying, no, yeah, that's not the vibe you're getting off, giving off, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just, he's friendly and supportive. And he was so awesome in handling the people that were trying to undermine Jeng on. And then the two friends, the single mom. And one of the things that was hard to watch was the fact that she was hiding the fact that she was a single mom from everyone. And the only reason that Lin Yang knew about it is because she accidentally stumbled on them. Well, and I like how supportive of the romance they are, even though the one girl's not always necessarily like enthusiastic about the younger man relationship just because of her own personal experience. But they mm-hmm. are really cool about wanting the best for their friend. And 
it's kind of fun, the little banter back and forth on who's going to win, whether she's going to date the young hottie or not. <laughs> it's, it's fun. You know, they and, turn into and shippers. The, yes, yes. And the abs. They totally and, did. And, they did turn know, into shippers. Yeah. A, a younger man, he'll have stamina. Like the whole thing. It was so <laughs> hilarious. I'm like, that's the kind of conversation I'd have with you guys if you ever you know, lost your husband and decided to date someone that was much younger than you. <laughs> I can see that happening with us, our conversation-wise. Oh that would be funny. Um, it's not quite like uh, there's a this scene where the double income, no kids ladies over and she is, uh, she's texting jung An and she can hear the phone dinging and he's in her be- uh, Ling- Lingan's <laughs> Lin Yang bedroom. bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Guest bedroom. Yeah. Yes. And uh, <laughs> and she's yes. all trying to be like, well, why don't you go after the young hottie? And then yes. all of a sudden, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> and describing him like in detail, like why he would be so good and so on and so forth. Yeah. That was. And the walls are uh, thin. Yeah. I would say that for me, absolutely, the Sismance is really awesome in this. I think that. Um, a lot of the characters kind of have their own like substance. Even the boss's wife and um, that second lead girl's sister, same person. Um, I felt like we did get a glimpse into who she was and her own insecurities. Um, and I really appreciated that, that it, you know, that really very few of the characters were just kind of there. Most of them, had a purpose, but also really moved the kind of the story arc forward. So I appreciated that. My favorite character that I was kind of unexpected with was Zhang An's boss. Because I was expecting him to be constantly like, you're an idol. You can't date someone. Oh my gosh, she's older. It's it's going to ruin your career. And he did that a little. But really, mm-hmm. every time he was doing that, Zhang An convinced him to kind of support his relationship and that it was going to be a good thing. And I love how supportive he ended up being in by the end. He's like mm-hmm. the best boss ever. Oh, yeah. He's the boss that you want to have. Yeah. Totally in your corner and willing to go out swinging for you. Well, and it was so unexpected because, again, you get into these... Um, uh, Nuna romances and usually that's a big thing is the work conflict you know Mm -hmm. and especially because he's famous and an idol and we all know how that goes and so uh, it was so nice to see such a positive spin on that that wasn't the regular doom and gloom I'm going to lose my job because I fell in love with someone who was older the fact that the the boss is like from the music industry and like normally they portray them as being, you know, super slimy and like not not really having a heart. And he's just a good guy. I love that. He's the mm-hmm. best. I love him so much. <laughs> I, just hearts, hearts everywhere. Yes. OK, Jen, you have to cover your ears because I got to say one thing. <laughs> OK, so his bond with um, Lin Yang's boss later on in the drama. That was one of my favorite things ever. And I love how they get drunk together and it's like, we love these kids. We're going to support them. It's going to be awesome. True love survives. (laughs) It was so so epic. I love their relationship. I love how 
they flipped that trope and made it so positive and it just made me happy to watch because we and never get that yes, yes we never get that positive boss situation in these kind of dramas and so it was epic yes okay you can uncover your ears now jen okay i'll unplug my ears now um, so every episode starts with a flashback scene, which I mentioned earlier, um, to our OTP's youth. Usually it kind of conveys the age difference between our leads, but it also shows how connected emotionally they were at such a young age. So did we enjoy these segments? And I guess I already have shared that I loved that. I loved that it showed us just a glimpse into what things were like and also their different perspectives about those um, different memories, I guess. Well, and I adored that with every memory we got, it kind of had a little bit to do with what the episode of the day was about. Like mm -hmm. whether it's his hair or taking care of each other or, you know, being there for each other during hard times or her crushes on idol actors, you know, all that stuff is portrayed through the younger versions and it does it so well. And you feel just connected to these two kids. And it just makes you happy. And then you're happy that they grew into people that still like each other and fell in love with each other. It felt very realistically faded. It was just a progression of their relationship, not a, wow, this is a whole different new weird thing, you know, that you mm -hmm. sometimes get with Nuna romances. And so I loved it. Me too. And I loved her obsession with his hair. Didn't she call it like cotton hair? Yeah, she something just, like that. <laughs> she loved touching it and it was cute. And then when they set the kitchen on fire because they were trying to cook and just blaming it on each other or saying, no, you've got to take the blame because they won't kill you. Yeah, so, yeah. But yes, just I love seeing their connection. And like I, I've said it a million times and I'll keep saying it. They didn't portray it as romantic when they were little and it saves it. And it just, it makes it adorable and it adds a depth to the drama that wouldn't otherwise be there. Yeah, it was definitely not romantic. And I'm not even sure it was romantic until he was in his late teens. Like it definitely mm -hmm. didn't feel like, oh, he's been lusting after her for like from 12 on or anything. But he right. definitely was interested by the time he was going off to college and he was ready to make his move when she was still single on his way back. And so, mm -hmm. you know, it it wasn't a weird situation. You know how sometimes they feel a little icky. This one, not at mm -hmm. all. Yep. Nope. It was just straight up adorable. So does our OTP have chemistry? And they have so much chemistry. Oh, my gosh. I love one of the first scenes where he cons her into letting him live with her. As, and she's in firm little brother mode, but he's like coming all out in her bath with her bath towel and, you know, his abs on full display. And <laughs> she has to make a rule that he has to wear shirts <laughs> in the house, yep. you know, and obviously it's like, huh, he's no longer a little kid. He has a manly man body. And so all of that was so much fun. And then just when they connected in the second half of the show and it was mm -hmm. on a romantic level, it's just like every glance and, you know, handhold or moment. It was just really good. So good. It was. 
it felt natural and it felt just comfortable, which you don't always get that kind of chemistry between two leads where they're just comfortable and you can see them be physically comfortable with each other. I feel like we haven't seen that a lot in the last year's worth of dramas or so. And it's probably to do with COVID, but just the way they were, it just, I was like, oh, they just make my heart happy. And when she, they're early on when she poked his abs. Yeah. <laughs> just like, is this real? Because <laughs> I think they kept that in the opening credits. It made me laugh every time I saw it. Yeah. Oodles of chemistry. Like every time when I, um, just when I started watching and then in one of the early scenes, she gets drunk and comes home and she's talking about his, um, you know, what color lipstick is he wearing? And she like keeps, keeps touching him and he, he was okay. pretending he was asleep and her hands are all over him. And just they kept showing him grabbing like fistfuls of the sheet just to like hold himself back. That was really amazing. Like, they just mm -hmm. conveyed, you know, he wanted yeah. it so badly, but he, but she was drunk. And so he was really respectful and um, and knew that she would regret, you know, doing anything or whatever. And it was just, you could feel it all. And it just, oh, my gosh, that was like, that's what drew me in early on was like, wow, okay, all right, we're going here. And then, you know, since like as I'm only on episode 15 most recently they just cuddle so nicely like they just snuggle into each other and it's the most adorable thing so they have oodles of chemistry yeah I'd forgotten about that and didn't he ask her before he kissed her I'm um, trying to remember because there was the lipstick kiss and I don't that remember one I don't think so I don't, I don't think, think he yeah. okay I think but he went that, for it it he was just went for obvious it. Yeah. because she was looking right at his lips I mean there was no yeah. way around that. Like, <laughs> the tension was there yeah it the was, signals it, were very clear yes cut yeah. it with a knife <laughs> yeah I may have to rewatch this at some point anyway so were we satisfied with the ending spoiler free yes Yes, 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 yes. So many feels. Like, just feels everywhere. Family feels, friend feels, mm -hmm. OTP feels. Everything was perfect. I was, I was thrilled. Like, so happy. And I can't answer yet, but I'm sure that I'll say yes, because you guys said yes. So chances <laughs> are I'll be happy. The power and of your fine. Exactly. And finally, would we recommend My Faded Boy? And so 15 episodes in, absolutely. I can see why K-Muse said that this kind of knocked her Nuna romances out of the league and, and added a, a, a new number one because it's just, it doesn't have the, I don't know, a lot of the other Nuna romances, especially probably because of the time period when those were so popular, there isn't the same kind of like, I don't know, like negative angst stuff that's going on, like mm -hmm. throughout all of this, there's yeah. still like this connection that they have. And I just, I love it. And of course I would recommend it. I've like nagged so many people over on discord <laughs> to start it. Um, all of our uh, patrons over on discord. I was like, and I love this about it. And I love this about it. They're probably sick of me. I'm sure they're like, yeah. <laughs> but most <laughs> of them enjoyed watching it that did. I don't think there's been any negatives. So 
yay for everyone who watched it because I nagged him and I hope this podcast nags a whole bunch more people because <laughs> it was epic. It was. I I highly recommend it. I don't know if I could say anything more than that, but I highly, highly recommend it. I give it 10 stars on MDL. Agreed. And on that note, thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. You can reach us on Twitter or Facebook or through our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say all the time, everywhere. And so we wanted to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing.